Hi guys, I'm Giuseppe Santamaria, the photographer behind Men in This Town and editor of MIT Magazine. I want to welcome you to a new episode of Portrait Session, in partnership with Armani Exchange Connected. This podcast takes a closer look at who the men on the street are by bringing them into the studio for a portrait and having a chat about their particular approach to the many facets of life. This week, I connected with Albert C., an adventurer and treasure hunter at heart. Albert was looking for an outlet to create something with his hands, which eventually led him to study the art of jewelry making in Florence, Italy. With a unique aesthetic that combines his love for history and travel, we discussed the journey in finding his voice in a world where mass-produced goods tend to dominate the market. Head over to meninthistown.com to view selects from our portrait session, and in the meantime, I hope you enjoy the conversation that took place. Travel and adventure inspired jewelry. That's a modern take on the traditional, mm. predominantly focusing on men's ju- uh, men's rings and cufflinks at the moment. How did you get into this whole jewelry making? I, I've I've found myself in a building full of jewelers. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I'm surrounding myself with so many jewelers. And I met you, and your work is yeah, very I think unique and different from what's kind of out there right now. Where did that all come from? Your interest in becoming a jeweler. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, my interest in becoming a jeweler actually happened in this building. I did a oh, short right. course, okay. actually, um, a number of years ago, about five now. And I just really enjoyed it. I had, did a short three weekend course. And then I spoke to a friend who was working at George Jensen at the time. And she was like, really keen on learning how to make jewelry. Yeah, right. And I was like, hmm. This could be a career for me. And she was telling me how she's going to move to Florence and learn how to make jewelry the traditional way. I looked into it and six weeks later, I ended up in Florence. It's crazy. You're not the first one that ended up in Florence to learn a trade. Carlo, the first guy I interviewed for the podcast, he went to Florence to learn the trade. It's, <laughs> that must be just the hub to just learn things in a very traditional manner and the old fashioned way. Go to the source, you know? Oh yeah, totally. Because the Renaissance happened there. There's so many exciting jewelers coming out of Florence and in Italy itself at the moment. So it's really interesting. Yeah. How long did you study in Florence for? I was there for one year of the full-time course. Um, so I spent about 10 months there all up. And was, had you studied something else beforehand? After high school, I actually got into food. So I was actually working as a chef for a number of years. Right, okay, okay. Um, so this was a, a, a second career almost. Almost a third career. Almost a third say. career. Okay, so let's start back. <laughs> why, why food? Why did you kind of study, I guess, went to culinary school? Well, my dad was a cook. So growing up, he was working in the restaurant business. And uh, when I finished high school, I didn't really know where I wanted to go, but I really liked to eat. Yeah, that's <laughs> So food was always one of those things that um, made me happy, I guess. 
What kind of food specifically? Specifically, I guess it was Italian food. Yeah. Yeah, because growing up in a Vietnamese Chinese household, I used to eat a lot of Vietnamese mm. and Chinese food. But Western food was a newer, I guess, newer thing for me. Just Had you grown that. up here? And you were born in Australia? I was born in Australia, yeah. but we didn't really eat anything other than Asian food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As my family was just Italian food. <laughs> uh, like Canadian stuff, all the junk food, all the North American food was always what I gravitated towards <laughs> because I rejected the traditional. Now I absolutely adore Italian food, but before it wasn't the case. Yeah, I no, I, I can totally understand because now I really enjoy good Vietnamese food. Mm. I actually go to Cabramatta or uh, Marrickville to just eat Vietnamese now just yeah, because right. it's so much better. Yeah. So you were studying kind of in what way to, what was the goal for it in culinary school? Uh, well, I was thinking I should become a chef uh, because I really enjoyed cooking because I did go to culinary school to learn um, Asian cuisine and then I went into Western cuisine and then I worked at Wagamama for an, a year and a, oh, yeah. well, a while and that was very interesting. It was just different ways of doing things, uh, but I got a bit over the nights. I guess that's the reality of cooking and be, being a chef is that just the lifestyle of like working late nights and just the, the hecticness. Like I just can't imagine being so energized that late into the night. Well, you have to be that. Well, it, it wasn't too bad when you're actually yeah. working because it goes really quick if you do a really busy night. There's a lot of people around mm. and it's just a lot of energy in the kitchen as well. Yeah, right. And then you wind down with a couple of drinks with your friends afterwards. Yeah. But I did Sounds miss... nice, but then there is something that kind of doesn't work. No. What's it's, the it's thing that doesn't work? Your, your friends. You don't see your friends yeah. that you grew up with or you went to high school with or that you made. Yeah. And it's just really difficult to keep that friendship group going. And... My other love was travel, so right. <laughs> I, I took some time off and went traveling instead. <laughs> Where did you... I guess, so that was the, the, the thing that kind of broke the ice and was like, let me kind of change paths and go discover something new. Where did you go travel to? What was the traveling all about? Oh, uh, well, I took a year off, took my gap year when I was 25, okay. 24, actually. Um, so I went to visit family in Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. So I spent about a month over there. Uh, before heading over to Europe uh, and I did a Contiki tour actually um, just to see parts of Western Europe and then I went over to Egypt, oh, wow. um, Jordan, Syria, Turkey uh, and then spent some time in Paris with my aunt uh, for a month or so and then headed over to the States and worked in a ski resort. How long was this? Like span of time of traveling oh well six months was traveling and then six months at the ski resort so yeah, right yeah is that your second career then <laughs> <laughs> what was the next one <laughs> well when i was uh working in vale i was um a lifty actually so i got to do a lot of snowboarding oh right which was really fun it was like one I of loved, the best times i love skiing i've never snowboard but just <laughs> I grew up skiing and it was my favorite thing to do now here. I don't know. I've never actually gone skiing in Australia. Well, it's not as good, <laughs> I would imagine. No, the runs aren't as long, which, no. and then you have to line up again and it just yeah. gets sad. <laughs> not fun. So did you enjoy being in the snow in a, such a different environment from where you grew up in? 
Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. It was totally because yeah, I had a roommate um, and then just cooking for myself, living with roommates and then, I don't know, totally different city, a small town as well. Was it the first time being kind of independent and on your own? I guess? Yes. Yeah. Growing up in an Asian family, they don't want you to leave house no. at all. <laughs> Big family? Oh, uh, no, no. There's only um, two of us. I have an older brother. Right. But I have a big extended family. Yeah, yeah. So. So I think it is once you get that, that first kind of way of getting out, <laughs> it's like you sneak out, you get really um, accustomed to that freedom, I think. Yes, yeah. I know. It was really hard moving back home yeah, when yeah. I actually came back to Australia. Yeah. But I did move out afterwards because I just couldn't do it anymore. No, I can imagine. <laughs> well, what's the reason for coming back? Was it just because you you had a plan just for to be away for a year or kind of what brought you back to Australia? Well, when I got back to Australia, I thought, well, when I was traveling, I was thinking, what, what do I want to do next? Mm. Um, so I did apply for university um, and I got in. So I came back for to do a business degree. Uh, majoring in international marketing, so yeah. that was quite interesting. I uh, did that for three years and then finished in 2009. Okay, right. Um, so after that, it was difficult to find work in the international marketing field mm. uh, because Australia is sort of in the middle. Of, well. Yeah, it's not necessarily <laughs> the place to... <laughs> have a career like yeah. that necessarily i mean you can make it but yeah. it's always more difficult i guess yeah it's i guess because we're in such a globalized economy now so most of the head offices are situated in asia mm. with singapore and hong kong and japan more so than actually having a head office in australia yeah, where right. you can make those decisions about marketing mm-hmm. um, but you're just mainly reworking um, marketing material that's already done yeah right so then kind of what was, I guess, had you graduated with the degree or was it something you just quit? Kind of oh, no, no. I graduated. You graduated. I thought I should actually finish it. Finish it up. Okay. <laughs> Smart. Because, you know, growing up, well, growing up Asian, I was told to get a degree as well. Yeah. So um, arts wasn't really a thing that we were encouraged to get into. Right. But had you done anything in the arts because clearly you have this creative side when it comes to creating jewelry what was there anything when you were a kid that was something that was creative that kind of was your outlet oh well mm, i guess as when i was younger i did enjoy music Mm. uh, but i didn't really get into it as much as i'd like to like playing music well i I always wanted to learn the keyboards Mm. and piano but mm, just not an opportunity that we had yeah, to right. do it. So a lot of my art, I guess, the outlets, creative outlets, I've actually put on hold. Yeah. Um, till, I guess, now I have more of an opportunity to explore that side. And it's yeah. sort of like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so then what, I guess, after not being able to find marketing jobs, what was that the transition to kind of get you into working and creating jewelry? Mm, well, I was... I. I ended up working full-time in a freight forwarding company. Oh, so you did, yeah, yeah. So that was more in helping customers bring in goods and through customs. Um, so I was doing that for a while. It was a very easy job. Mm-hmm. And 
I sort of got a bit bored of it. <laughs> um, and then because I was doing that full time, I was also looking for creative outlets to do during after work. Um, so I did a glass blowing course as well. Yeah, right. Okay. That was also an idea, but it's not something you can really learn in Australia. Yeah. Unless you move Why to Canberra. Not? Why is that? <laughs> Canberra has it. Canberra has it, but <laughs> I don't want to move to Canberra at this point in time. <laughs> I guess not a big industry, a big enough industry of glass blowing no, in Australia. No, not in Australia. No. Anyway, it's harder. Yeah. Um, so with well, and then I was looking to do maybe pottery at one stage before pottery got so big at the moment mm. uh, But those classes filled up so I went into jewelry actually randomly because that was actually something I considered Yeah, to be honest. So it was a, Something that like where was the interest of jewelry? Like had you do you wear jewelry? Was it the art of it? What was the thing that attracted you? Well, I guess when I was younger, I've always liked jewelry, but I've never really found anything that fitted my style, Mm -hmm. I guess, in a sense. So it was difficult to find find stuff that I liked to to actually wear. Um, So I guess I was going into jewelry to make something for myself uh, at that point. So speaking of your style, what is your style all about? Hmm. Your personal style? Oh, oh mm, my personal style. <laughs> <laughs> that is always the question. Like, it's sometimes you don't even think about it, which is probably the best case. Mm. But what, what kind of, what do you gravitate towards when you're looking at pieces to wear or um, clothes to wear? What's kind of the thing that at, you're attracted to? At the moment, I guess, um, because I'm working in a jewelry studio, so I get quite dirty. Mm. So most of my pieces that I do wear are just mainly T-shirts because I can't, I don't want to get them dirty. But I also also would always have a um, spare shirt, button-up shirt at least, yeah, yeah. or and my jacket. I hear you. It's that it's a comfort thing. And when you're working, it's like for me, it is jeans and a t-shirt. That's my go-to. And then I, I always try to, if it's winter, wear a nice jacket or a hat or something like that that brings in a bit more personality. Otherwise, it's I'm very kind of plain plain Jane. I think. <laughs> So uh, I hear you. You want to be comfortable when you're working. Yes. So at the moment, more what I wear is, I guess, T-shirts, jeans and boots. I've actually recently got into boots. It's it's my go-to for everything now. Boots are good. Yep. I think in winter in Sydney as well, it works quite nicely. Like a leather boot. Yes. Yeah. Totally. So what what shoes are those? Uh, These are from Wild Rhino, actually. I quite like their um, aesthetic. Wild Rhino. Is that an Australian brand? I think so. Yeah, they're quite yeah. nice. Um, but yeah, so it just, yeah, I do like them. They go well. And How about when it comes to jewelry and accessories and stuff oh, like that? Jewelry and accessories. I, I wear a lot of my own pieces, actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You make you make the stuff that you want for your, yourself. So yes. it's Yes. Currently, I'm wearing um, my Memento pieces, which is um, a top graphical 3D map of Australia uh, on my right hand and then of Sydney harbour on my left hand awesome and then i also am wearing an amani exchange watch which is the navy blue but it goes really well with my green leather jacket i have to say yeah (laughs) it's nice to kind of mix and match things i think when you it's that's the part of collecting because then it makes for an interesting look i think you know yes oh god totally that's awesome so speaking of those pieces that you have of your own jewelry um where is that inspired from because there's the travel element and obviously you've traveled a lot what um, is the idea behind kind of what you want to 
portray with them? Well, with my newest pieces, my Memento collection, uh, it's really all about where you places of special that have a special meaning for you. Uh, could be where you were born, where your partner's from, or even if you got engaged at mm. that place, or or you studied there. It's just something that has meaning for you. And what I'm doing is I'm creating 3D topographical maps and turning them into cufflinks, rings, and um, other accessories. Amazing. And there was a piece that you showed me that you created for yourself. What was the meaning behind that one? Oh, and my latest piece, which is um, a piece based on my trek from Lukla to Everest Base Camp back in 2014. Amazing. What was that like? That was really quite an adventure, I have to say. And I've just never been in a place, I guess, similar because there's mountains surrounding you, you're in smaller villages, mm. and it, there's just no technology almost. Something I've always wanted to do as a kid. Mm. Um, just, just all those little adventures that you read about growing up. Mm. Um, I've always wanted to be part of that, I guess. And then a couple of years before I went on the trip, um, I found out one of the bosses in one of the offices did it. And that really inspired me to actually um, start planning it, get some friends together mm. and find people who would go with me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. You don't want to go by yourself. That's no. always the scary part, isn't it? I mean, sometimes it's great to travel by yourself, but sometimes there's places that are meant to be kind of shared with friends, I yes. think. So. And it's just, it, it brings you closer together, I think, as a group, just mm. to do those type of things together as well. Yeah. That was in 2014. Yep, 2014. Was that kind of, had you started creating your own work then or? Funny enough, um, that was actually when I was in Italy as well. Okay, right. So that was planned before I decided to go to Italy and I had to actually move the trip forward. No, yeah, I had to move the trip a month ahead because um, it had to coincide with the holidays as well. Yeah, right. <laughs> good timing, then. It's every- good to make everything work out that way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't live in Sydney, what other place would you like to live in? What other time zone would you choose to live in? Uh, mm, I, I guess, I, ideally, I would like to live in Europe, I mm. think. Um, well, I, I don't think I could probably live there full time. I'd like to be able to do three months here, three months there, and three months here. <laughs> why, why Europe? Why, what's it about kind of, we're in Europe. Uh, well, Florence, I guess for three months mm-hmm. would be nice. Uh, London, um, just because I really have a affinity to London for some reason, I don't know why. Mm. Um, I just enjoy that it's a really big city and they speak English. <laughs> it's a nice big city. It's true. I mean, it's I am always kind of gravitated gravitated towards a big city that has a lot of people around. But then by the end of it, I'm always like, okay, I'm glad to be going home because it's like it's almost too much sometimes. Um, the energy yes. could be very kind of amazing to have, but then. Mm. I think if you're not built for it, you yeah. just get worn out. So I get, like, if you're going to be there for three months, yeah, <laughs> that's good. It's a good yeah. amount of time, and then move on to somewhere quieter. I always feel great whenever I come back to Sydney, because Sydney's a big city, yes, but you have room to breathe, and it's not mm. always kind of being yeah, kind of in that 
craziness, you know? Yeah. But, well, we're, get, we're quite spread out in Sydney, so yeah. it's good. And you have the beaches down the road if you want to go as well. So yeah, exactly. it's always nice to be able to do different things. Being near the ocean is just one of the most amazing things. Yeah. I always say it. And it's like, just, it really does kind of re-energize you and brings a sense of calm to everything. And yeah. It's a lot into perspective because you see how tiny you are, I think. So <laughs> it's quite amazing. Um, so what I ask uh, everyone on the podcast uh, this question, but what makes you happy? What is it that is kind of truly deep down inside? What kind of just completely makes you satisfied? Oh. I'm not sure if that's different or the same thing. <laughs> Satisfaction and <laughs> happiness. But what brings a smile to your face? Uh, I guess just having the time to chill out, chill out with your friends, with your partner mm. and just not do anything sometimes. I think you need that. Yeah. I think it's that time where you just kind of re-energize and recharge kind of your, your mind is the most kind of calming and best time. Yeah, kind of totally. Just bring happiness back, I think, <laughs> and not stress out. Yeah, sometimes I just need time by myself as well. Mm. I do just need to zen out. Do you, are you more of a kind of an introvert or an uh, extrovert? I would say I'm an introvert, mm. to be honest. But if I know people, I'm a bit more of an extrovert. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, but with new people, I'm very, very socially awkward sometimes. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> as we all are. <laughs> I think that's the thing it's like it's you know you have your comfort zones yeah and it kind of works for you and totally it changes i'm always kind of mixed in that as well it's sometimes i'm completely out there and then sometimes i'm completely reserved and yeah. to myself most of the time <laughs> <laughs> well last question what does it feel like to be you right now oh hmm what does it feel like to be me hmm. um I good guess... or bad anything at least what like right now how does it feel I feel good. Mm. Yeah, there's exciting things happening. I'm I'm producing exciting work. Mm -hmm. I'm in a good life situation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> no, I'm happy at the moment. Yeah, totally. Wouldn't totally. change anything, or you're kind of, you're set just as you are right now. Yeah, I'm I'm quite happy with where I'm at. Um, I do want to, I guess. M grow my business mm. and just um yeah kick, figure out where that's gonna go um just learn new things and see new people i guess and it's on that path it's going that way it's working yeah because um at the moment i'm trying to go to different functions every week just to expand my business acumen i guess and just figure out what where i'm headed with mm. my business and what i want to do with it and awesome where it goes, I guess. How many years now has it been? Oh, uh, well, I guess I've been studying for a while, but on and off I've been making since 2014. So, yeah. um, it's quite yeah, a number a good of pace, years. I think. It's yeah. good. It's, I think you can't necessarily, a lot of people always want that instant growth, but I don't think mm. that's um, something that's sustainable and will yeah. last long. I think it's a nice steady growth and you'll kind of be able to do it for the rest of your life. I mean, yeah. That's the idea. Um, yeah. Totally. Way to do anything, so. totally agree with you. Awesome, Albert. Thank you for coming in. Appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me.
Thanks for listening, guys. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Portrait Session. Feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you did enjoy it, which will help other people discover the show. Have a great day, and thanks again for your support.